Hello and welcome to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we explore the rich and diverse world of African mythology, folklore and culture. We're your hosts, Adechi, Solomon and Adra, Adra and Solomon, Solomon, whichever way you want to say it. And Mother's Day has just passed for us in the UK. So we wanted to take a moment to honour the vital role of mothers in African mythology and culture. In many African societies, mothers are revered as the backbone of the family and community, and their importance is reflected in the rich tapestry of myths and legend that have been passed down through generations. That's right. And throughout history, African mythology has portrayed mothers in different roles, from powerful goddesses who preside over life and death, to wise matriarchs who impart knowledge and guidance, to nurturing caretakers who provide comfort and protection to their children. These representations of motherhood have helped shape the cultural values and beliefs of countless African societies. For example, in Yoruba mythology, the goddess Yemoja um, is revered as the protector of women and children and is often depicted as a nurturing mother figure who watches over her people. And in addition to their importance in mythology, mothers also play a crucial role in African culture today. They are often the primary caregivers and educators of their children, passing down traditions and values that have been preserved for centuries. So, as we celebrate Mother's Day in the UK, let us take a moment to reflect on the deep significance of mothers in African mythology and culture. Their unwavering love, strength and wisdom have helped shape the rich tapestry of tradition that makes up the African experience. So enjoy! Enjoy. So who's going first? Who is going first? Solomon. It looks like my name's there first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. <clears throat> okay, so I'll be taking you on a journey into the fascinating world of an East African mother goddess. Let's dive into the enchanting realm of the Dinka tribe and explore the nurturing and protective qualities of their beloved goddess, Abuk. Mm. Yeah, I think it said a book, as in a book. A book, yeah. A B U K. Yeah, not heard of her before. Yeah. Um, so, and it's good to know a bit more about New the Dinka tribe unlock. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hear more about the what tribe? Dinka. Okay, I thought you said a Dinka. <laughs> um, maybe I said it. Well, the taste. <laughs> joking, joking. Uh, who, who are you, the word police? <laughs> um, a book. Um, is a highly revered figure in the Dinka tribe of South Sudan, and she represents the epitome of mud, of motherhood. As the as the mother goddess, she is considered the protector of women, fertility, and agriculture. According to Dinka mythology, Abuk and her husband Garang were the first human beings created by Nialik, the supreme being responsible for the creation of the world and everything in it. Mm. So Abuk is often depicted as an elegant, nurturing woman cradling a child or holding a sheaf of grain. This portrayal symbolizes her multifaceted role in fertility and agriculture, emphasizing her importance in the lives of Dinka people. The story of Abuk's involvement in the origin of agriculture is particularly intriguing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in this myth, um, in this myth, um, Nihilic, um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's, you know, it's one of those words that, you know, when there's an N and a H next to each other. Yeah, you, you just, don't know what's yeah, pronouncing. Yeah, Nihilic, um, initially, how would you say it, actually? How would I say yeah, it? Yeah, how would you say okay, it? Okay, so it's spelled N-H-I-A-L-I-C-K. I would say 
Nihilic. Nihilic. Yeah. Yeah. Same as you. Nihilic. Nihil- yeah, Nihilic. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Nihilic um, initially provided sustenance for Abuk and Garang by sending a rope that connects the sky to the earth. The couple will climb this rope to collect food from the heavens. However, one day, driven by curiosity, a book used a hoe to dig into the earth, which led the rope led to the rope breaking. As a consequence, Nihilik punished Abuk and Garang by requiring them to cultivate their own food. This story not only explains the inception of agriculture, but also highlights Abuk's significant role in teaching the Dinka people the skills necessary for survival. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> um, uh, I was just gonna say that, that sounds a, a, a little bit like Adam and Eve type. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If you can see the way he just turned his head to look at me, like I am the one who punished these people. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say about this? Huh? Huh? Why did you dig a hole? Or? Oh my gosh. But yeah, it, it's the same kind of um, themes as, you know, the Adam and Eve story where, you know, there's a the main God and then there's like two, a man and a woman, something, 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 someone gets punished and they have to do whatever they, they have to fend for themselves. Manual labor? This is why yeah. we're doing manual labor? Yeah. What about the soft life? <laughs> yeah, we could be living a soft life. Anyway. Wow. So, but it's interesting. It's always apparently the woman's fault. I didn't say, I didn't say. It was always like the female character that's driven by curiosity. But you know what? If you can spin that and say, what's going on in the male head then? Is it just empty? Is it just the women that are always driven by curiosity and they're just like, (laughs) I don't like this narrative. It's given Homer Simpson vibes, like yeah. wow. You know that meme when so, it's just a monkey in his head, like. <laughs> okay, so let's just have a recap. So we're saying women ruined the world, but yet still find a way to put the blame on a man. <clears throat> okay. This cool. International Women's Day. Am <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> right? <laughs> no further comments. <laughs> Women's History Month as well. <laughs> no, no further comments. So, apart from her agricultural influence, Abuk is also celebrated as a guardian of women and children. The Dinka people um, perform various rituals and ceremonies in her honor, particularly those concerning childbirth, marriage. And women's well-being. It is believed that Abuk watches over women during pregnancy and childbirth, ensuring their safety and well-being of their offsprings. So Abuk's um, depiction of holding a child serves as a reminder of her role as a divine mother. In Dinka culture, she symbolizes the strength, resilience, and nurturing spirit of motherhood. Her presence in the mythology and rituals in the Dinka people demonstrates their deep appreciation for the essential role women play in their society. So there you have it, the enchanting story of Abuk, the divine mother goddess of the Dinka tribe, a powerful symbol of fertility, agriculture, and the divine nature of motherhood. Abuk continues to inspire the Dinka people with her strength and nurturing spirit. Wow. And that is 
our book. There's like other it. stories about her that yeah, I'm interested um, probably to, need to find out. I want more to about. hear more stories about her and Garang. Yeah, Garang. Yeah. Um, I like unlocking new characters because it just goes to show how expansive mythologies are in the continent. Um, and we haven't really delved that much into uh, East. Did you say East Africa? Where? What country? South Sudan of East Africa. South yes. Sudan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also um, decided to start plugging some uh, resources and books that people can read of if course, they want to delve deeper into, you know, more in-depth knowledge yep. about some of we these mythologies and characters. So, you know, one, a, a book's called The the Dinka of, of the Sudan, um, and this is a ethnographic work um, which provides a comprehensive look at the Dinka people, their culture and belief systems, including the mythology around a book. Ooh. Next one is Divinity and Experience, um, the Religion of Dinka. Um, and this in this book, the author explores the Dinka religion and its relationship to their everyday experiences, offering insight to, into the role of Abuk in their belief system. The third one is Pagan Tribes and Neolithic Sudan. Um, and this work discusses the belief and customs of various Neolithic tribes, including the Dinka, and provides information on their deities, such as Abuk. And finally, there's newer religion, spelled N-U-E-R, religion. Um, although this book focuses on the newer people, it also offers comparative insight into the beliefs and customs of their neighbors, which is the Dinka people, mm-hmm. including their mythology. So these sources should provide you with a more comprehensive understanding of the Dinka tribe's mythology and the role Abuk plays as a mother goddess. Thank you. And... We do have an Instagram account now for this podcast, Afromythos. So we will be um, posting these um, books. These books, yeah. These book suggestions on there as well, because, yeah, yeah that's what we not? do. Yeah. Plug that Insta. Plug, plug, plug. Okay, it's your turn. Okay, so <laughs> this is funny because it's giving me the same vibes of our previous um, episode about Lost um, Minisode about love stories mm. where yours was an actual love story and mine was more like a cannibal mom kind of weird story. See, um, are you trying to tell me something? No, I'm <laughs> I'm saying it's still it's still to do with mother goddess is, but it it's not as, you know, hearty as yours. It's not as, you know, wow. <laughs> Disney Channel as yours. Wow, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, today I'll be taking you on a journey to South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. But you, no, you're also Sudan. Yeah, for East Africa. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, south Sudan. I can see why. That's, that's it. why. Yeah. The, it was the South. It was yeah. the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll be taking you on a journey to South Africa um, to explore the um, enigmatic figure of Mamlambo. 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 Nice. It's a bit of a word for, it's kind mm. of like my tongue is tripping over my mouth. Mm. But yeah, Mamlambo, the river mother goddess with a sinister reputation. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the murky waters of Zulu and Hausa mythology. You say Hausa, it's Hausa, right? Or Hausa? I think Kosa. 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 Okay. Well, it's for you. Kosa. Or yeah. Kosa. Ah. Kosa mythology. So, 
Mam Lambo is a myth, myth <laughs> Mam Lambo is a mythical creature in South African folklore, specifically in Zulu and Hausa mythology. So Mam Lambo is often described as a river goddess or a monstrous water serpent rather than a goddess in its traditional sense. So through my research, I there was like two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. So Heads is like she's a beautiful mother river goddess. Mm-hmm. Tails is like she's a monstrous water serpent that you need to be scared of. Mm, maybe yeah. she could be both and it just depends on yeah. which side <laughs> you're on. <laughs> so the Zulu people, um, who are one of the largest ethnic groups in South Africa, have a complex and diverse belief system with a rich pantheon of deities and ancestral spirits. So in Zulu mythology, Mam Lambo is often associated with fertility, motherhood, and protection, particularly in relation to water sources and aquatic life. So her name is actually derived from the Zulu word Umlamlambo, which means river or rivers, pointing to her connection with the water. Mm. It's quite cool, actually, because um, there's quite a few mother deities or figures that are always associated with the water. It's either that they're associated with the water or the earth. Yes. I wonder why. I wonder why. I guess they're both kind of life-giving. Yeah. natural resources i guess yeah, things grow yeah in them. things grow from them in them with them. because of them with them <laughs> and i guess men are more the destructive stuff so the sun the i mean you said it here <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry to the A men man's tired. I'm tired i ain't fighting no more. <laughs> so mam lambert is said to reside in the minslava river also known as the umzumklu river in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. So in 1997, South African newspapers reported on sightings of a giant reptile monster in the Mitzlala River near Mount Alif in South Africa. So villagers in the area claimed that the creature was 20 meters or 67 feet, depending on your metric system, long. Metric or imperial Imperial, system. yeah, sorry. Biased. For American. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, 20 meters, 67 feet long, and had the head of a horse, the lower body of a fish, short legs, and the neck of a snake. I'm just gonna give you a second to Google that. If if you just if this description has intrigued you, I've got the image. It, it doesn't sound like a good sight. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? You know in um, Moana where um, Maui was having problems transforming yes. um, from his hook and then he turned into what like a shark Half head. Sh- with, yeah, with the with human whatever. legs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and it shined with a green light at night. So during the period between January and April 1997, pre-Aj, <laughs> as many as nine deaths had been attributed to Mam Lambo. So according to the police, the victims had been in the water a while and had the soft parts of their head and neck eaten by crabs. Trigger warning, too late for a trigger warning. Okay, Sorry, yeah, trigger yeah, warning from here on. A bit late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So local villagers, on the other hand, claimed that these mutilations had been caused by Mam Lambo's habit of eating faces and brains. And for this reason, Mam Lambo was often referred to as the brain sucker. The brain sucker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Kai, 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 Kai. <laughs> just Kai. These stories have led to a certain level of fear and respect for uh, Mam Lambo among local communities who often avoid certain parts of the river where she's believed to reside. 
Um, so this version of Mam Lambo is often depicted as like, as like I said, you know, it could be some people say a horse head. Some people say like it's a large snake like creature with the head of a horse, a long body. Like it's just a weird kind of other earthly creature. Mm-hmm. Um, some accounts also describe her as having like a fish like tail. Um, and she's also sometimes associated with thunder and lightning. Um, there is a lot of different depictions yeah, just crammed into one. Crammed into one. But I'm I'm just thinking at the time, probably, you know how the ocean is very undiscovered mm. and there's probably some sort of weird animals in that area, mm-hmm. in that river. And they obviously they didn't know what it was. Because you know, some animals in the ocean don't look like fishes, but they look like kind of sea monsters or something yep. weird. So I guess that's what they called yeah, it. Because they don't need eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that Mam Lambo, like many other creatures in folklore, is actually is likely a symbolic representation of the dangers associated with water, such as drowning or being swept away by currents. So I guess a lot of people kind of, you know, with folklore, like people attribute certain things to like mm-hmm. certain creatures. When so, certain phenomenal yeah, happens and yeah. they can't explain it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably good to create a folklore to warn people about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because these stories surrounding Mam Lambo um, served as cautionary tales to teach people to be careful around the water and to respect the power of rivers. Okay. So I know what you're thinking right now. This is an episode about Mother's Day. This isn't Halloween. I'm not doing a spooky season type of episode. So I have been thinking. <laughs> I'm going to go on to the other side of Mam Lambo and tell you about her okay so Mama Lambo is also known as the goddess of rivers and is sometimes associated with the Zulu goddess of fertility agriculture rain and beer called um I spoke about her last um, time um 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 give, give me a hint give me a hint give me a hint Mamba Mamba Wam Mamba Wanaressa yeah yeah I got it Mamba Wanaressa Mamba Wanaressa <laughs> So Mam Lambo is believed to also be a shapeshifter like her and can appear to people in different forms, often with the intention of luring them into the water to drown them. So this is giving like Mammy Water vibes. This is mm-hmm. giving a more clearer understanding of why people thought that the other kind of creature is also Mam Lambo because yeah. she can shapeshift. Okay. So as the goddess of rivers, Mam Lambo is believed to reside in the depths of the water, ensuring the health and vitality of the rivers and the creatures that inhabit them. So the Zulu people regard her as a life-giving force as she provides sustenance and nourishment to the communities that depend on rivers for their livelihood. Mm. So she, ke- she keeps fishing there for them, you know. Mam Lambo is also revered as a protector of pregnant women and newborn children. The Zulu people believe that Mam Lambo watches over expectant mothers, guiding them through pregnancy and ensuring them a safe delivery. Her role as a mother goddess and protector of life is further emphasized by her association with fertility rituals and ceremonies. So Zulu communities would often perform rituals in her honor, invoking her blessings for bountiful harvest, the well-being of their families and the continuation of their lineage. Um, in Zulu art and folklore, this version of Mamlambo is often depicted as a beautiful and nurturing woman with a lower body resembling a fish or serpent symbolizing her connection to the aquatic realm so again that's mommy water i think you know how mommy water is like different very venerations and stuff so i think this yeah. is the zulu kind of mommy yeah. water mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so there you have it the enigmatic and fearsome mamlambo south africa's river goddess with a taste for human brains
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, indeed. That's a real Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type. It really is. You know, um, it wouldn't be me without some sort of weird <laughs> addition. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I also have some sources and references I can plug. I said, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. guess. If, if you, you pull in my leg. <laughs> if you want some knowledge, I guess I could tell you. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> so there's a book called The Zulu People As They Were Before the White Man Came. Um, Damn. Yeah, very straight and to the point. <laughs> Wait, who's it by? Um, it's by Peter Maritzberg, Shooter and Shooter. Nice. I think. No. It's by Brian. It's by Bryant, 80. We're cutting that whole bit out. You don't need to know who it's by. <laughs> okay. So this book provides an. No, no, no. So, 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 the only reason I said it because it was funny that it's like, oh yeah, the Zulu people and, and then, the white right, man. And, and then there's a white guy, guy <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, damn, we have to keep that in now. <laughs> so this book provides an extensive account of the Zulu people, their culture, beliefs, and mythology surrounding various deities, including Mamlambo. Um, there's also a book called The Realm of a Rain Queen, a study of the pattern of Luvadu society. Um, so although it primar- primarily focuses on the Luvadu people, it also offers insights and um, stuff into the belief and customs of South African tribes. So that is also a really good source. Um, and lastly, let's um, have a look at Zulu thought patterns and symbolism. So this book delves into the symbolism and thought patterns of the Zulu people, and it provides valuable insights into their religious beliefs, including the mythology surrounding Mamlambo. That so, is great to hear. Yeah. These sources should provide you with a more comprehensive understanding of Zulu mythology. So if you're more interested in that, before we get around to saying it for you, you can go and have a head start and read those books. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And maybe um, you can tell us about it. Yeah. But do keep in mind that some of these books are limited to um, in availability. So it might be a bit hard to find them. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll link all the sources that we find because we also do have a book recommendations um, link well, on yeah. our link tree. We do. We do. So have yeah. a look at that. Um, and get whichever books resonate with you. Yeah. You know, um, it's not easy to find sources on African mythology. It ain't easy, so, breezy. You know, like, recommendations are always welcome. And yeah. Um, yeah, and where we can recommend for you as well, we will. Yeah. We don't have all of these books, we will say. Yeah. But some of them, you know, we have been able to access and read. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you should have so, a read too. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really hard to find lots of information about African mythology. So, you know, we try our best and we when do. we do find good things, we tell you. So we do. We do. We do. We're here for you. <laughs> and that is a wrap on this special Mother's Day's episode of Afro Mythos. We hope you enjoyed learning about the powerful and fascinating mother deities in African mythology. Yep. And don't forget to share your thoughts and feedback with us by rating and leaving a review. We love hearing from you. Honestly. Yep. Yeah, we do. We do. And we'll be back next week with more captivating stories and insight into African mythology. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. Make, make sure. sure. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. What are you doing? What are you doing? Down there. Subscribe. It's, it's, it's just a button. It's literally yeah, yeah. a button. Yeah. Make <laughs> sure you subscribe and turn on your notification to never miss an episode. Yeah. And if you want to dive deeper into African mythology, <laughs> dive deeper into African mythology and religion. Boo. Check- <laughs> <laughs>
check out our YouTube series where we explore the, diver- the diverse pantheons of Africa. So we've done the Europa pantheon and the Akan mm. pantheon so far. Yeah, yeah, we have. So until next time. Boo! Damn. How does that feel? I mean, <laughs> it feels unnecessary. <laughs> um, petty. <laughs> Boo! Okay, until next time. <laughs> happy Mother's Day is that what you're booing we're wrapping huh? this up we're wrapping this up <laughs> <laughs> until next time happy Mother's Day to all our amazing mothers out there and thank you for joining us on this journey through the rich and vibrant world of African mythology with be your hosts Sullivan Nadra <laughs> Adrian Sullivan whichever way you want to say it